Welcome to More Than a Sign, where we talk to some of Milwaukee's most productive realtors, up-and-coming realtors, and those that work alongside us. However, rather than being a platform for shameful self-promotion, these are intimate discussions about the journey, the struggle, the fear, and ultimately, the personal growth along the way. At the end of the day, nobody really cares about what we do. All that really matters is who we are. Today, we're going to learn who Katie Sprague is. But before we do, let me tell you a few things about what Katie has done. So Katie is now the managing director of Firefly. We've all heard and worked with Firefly. Firefly is up to 19 agents, and they really have a dominant position in Wauwatosa and the adjoining communities. No disrespect intended, Katie. Who really cares about that? <laughs> Let's talk about Katie the person. Great. So I alluded to this and then stopped saying this before we started recording, but from time to time, people will say, so like, who's, who's coming next? And, you know, people that listen to the podcast. And I mentioned to, I don't know, a dozen people over the last week or two that you were going to be my next guest. And everybody's reaction was the same. Oh, Katie, I love Katie. So nice. I just wish you could have seen the reaction of everybody and the way people talk about you when you're not around. So That's so kind to hear. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's true. Thanks. So we don't know each other real well, so this is going to be fun for me. So you grew up in Wauwatosa. Yes, I did. Okay. Tosa kid. What did you want to be when you were little? You know, don't remember having any specific career aspirations. I grew up watching my dad work in the restaurant business. Hmm. Um, my mom was a waitress for 21 years, so I saw oh. hard work. Um, Where did they work? My parents met at the chancery in the ah, village of Wauwatosa. My okay. dad managed the chancery, and my mom was a server there. My dad got a job uh, managing restaurants for Let Us Entertain, mm. Entertain You in Chicago. So we lived in a suburb of sh Chicago for several years uh, in Streamwood, Illinois. And then we moved back here, I think, when I was in just finishing second grade, so when I was about seven, and uh, lived in Wauwatosa from then on. And as I said, I, you know, I, I saw hard work. I knew what hard work was, but I didn't have specific ideas on what career direction I wanted. I, what I remember most vividly about my childhood is that I wanted to not make mistakes and I mm. wanted to be perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so silly to say now, but I, I loved my childhood. I loved my school years. I loved going to Tosa East High School. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, a great time growing up. And is it just you and Kyle? Uh, nope. Kyle and I are the two oldest. I'm the oldest. My brother is about uh, three years younger than me. We have a younger sister, Carly, and then a real much younger sister, ah. uh, Nevaeh, who is in eighth grade. Got it. Are mm -hmm. you the typical? I'm the oldest. Are yes. you the typical yes. oldest? Do you <laughs> yes. fit all the profiles? Yes, I, I, I do. And when I was thinking about coming here today, I was thinking just about childhood and types of questions that you know might come up and birth order for me as a mother now too is such an interesting, fascinating topic that I, this is not a birth order podcast, but mm -hmm. I could talk about it forever. And you know, how that impacts personality development. I see that between myself and my siblings. And then of course, between my three kids. And mm -hmm. it's just an interesting um, variable in the direction that your life takes. And I, you know, I, I find it very interesting. And it's fascinating that as a child, you can grow up in an environment that's largely the same, and you and your siblings are completely different. Yes. And then as a parent, we seek to bring everything that our parents did right and correct everything that they didn't. Right. 
um, but we still end up with completely opposite kids. Right. But that's right. kind of the joy of life. Right, it is. It's just part of the journey. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, saw so my parents transition to a real estate career probably when I was in middle school is when my mom started. I very vividly remember we lived on 68th Street between Blue Mound and Wisconsin Avenue. And whenever it was our day to drive for carpool, we were always late to school because it was very hard to pull out of that street <laughs> in the morning um, going, you know, the opposite direction. So, you know, I remember when my mom got a real estate license, passed the test and then got dressed up and like marched out the front door and just started knocking on our neighbor's doors up and down the block. And at the time, you know, I thought it was, it was cool. I saw my mom dressed up and doing something new, but of course, in hindsight, it's, you know, feels so monumental that she paved the way for my brother and I and all these other agents who work for us and did things that we don't even have to do now because of what her and my dad did. I just have so much admiration for the way that they built their business from nothing in a time when, you know, social media and things were so different. I know you know that. (laughs) I'm preaching to the choir, but it's just interesting to think about, look back to, look back at or look back on. And um, they took big risks. they, They did. They took huge risks and did it with grace and dedication, commitment. It just, I feel like they were such wonderful examples to us growing up. Nice. Mm -hmm. Your mom started at Shore West, right? So what year did she do that approximately? Oh man, like I said, I was in middle school. I guess it would have been mid nineties, I think, because my parents started Firefly out of their basement in 2010. And I think at that time, uh, my mom had been working as a real estate agent for 15 years. So Mm. that would put it to 1995-ish, sure. my best guess. And then I think my my dad joined her five or six years later. And then, as I said, they started Firefly in, in 2010. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a name that has become synonymous with success, integrity, and good people, easy, good people to work with. I appreciate that. That's so nice. I often think about how our role as real estate brokers or real estate agents is, of course, to give excellent service to our clients. But, you know, the best, best possible compliment that I can think of receiving myself or for one of our agents is when, you know, another agent who worked in a transaction with one of our agents uh, contacts me and says, working with Carla Krieger was just a pleasure. She mm. was such a pro or the transaction was so hard, but she was always above the line. Just this, the idea that a compliment from a competitor is mm-hmm. just, there's nothing better than that. Totally. And we try, when you when I hear you say that, I appreciate it so much because we try to, of course, do our best to represent our client's best interest all the time, always do the right thing, and also be the brokerage that other agents want to work with. That means a lot to me to hear you say that. So thank mm-hmm. you. So before we move on from your parents, give me a few things that you learned from your mom and a few things you Mm. learned from your dad. Oh, man. Uh, Okay. It's hard to condense to a few. From my mom, I think I've learned to always do your best, uh, to always be honest and transparent about who you are, to... Not be afraid to show that you care. Going above and beyond is a wonderful thing. And just doing that for the people who you care about, which are, of course, our clients, is monumental to our success. From my dad, uh, I would say I've learned how to lead, how to be patient, how to 
learn from all situations, whether it be a positive situation or a negative one. I've always felt like both my parents have my back. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, our 19 agents were sitting here and I could hope that they would say one thing about my leadership, it would be that I always have their back. Mm-hmm. And nice. I feel like I've learned that from my mom and dad. Nice. And family businesses can be tricky, but you yeah. guys really made it work. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of layers to a family business. And, um, but truthfully, and I, I am saying this so genuinely, getting to work alongside my mom and dad for over nine years felt like extra credit. It felt like the glory days. And mm-hmm. it will continue to be one of my greatest privileges as I continue to live my life. We've just, um, Kyle and I, I know I, I, he's not here, but I could speak for him and mm-hmm. say that we have just enjoyed this time so much learning from my mom and dad. I remember um, when I first started selling in 2012, one of my first clients, I was talking to her about something and trying so hard to say every single thing right and do every single thing right. And I remember saying something about my mom and saying, well, my mom said, or something, using the word mom. And, you know, she was a business executive and she said, don't say mom. <laughs> I, I, after that, never did. I always, you know, called my mother by her first name, but, but truly just working alongside two people who've inspired and shaped so much of who we are as a, as a firm, as a brokerage, as people. I just don't think you can ask for anything more. So, now that it's, well, I should just back up and say that I had lunch with your dad like a year ago mm-hmm. and he was just beaming when he was talking about <laughs> you three taking over the business. Just so excited so and nice. so proud. So let's talk about what you and Katie Wakefield and Kyle yeah. kind of each bring to the table. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great question. The three of us uh, work really hard to be ourselves and reap the the talents or areas that we each excel individually to be as strong of a managing team that we can be for our agents. I would say my brother Kyle uh, is super smart and so tech savvy and so articulate and always does his best. Just, he was raised by the same parents <laughs> that I was and is funny just like my dad and sensitive, just like my mom. He's just a a wonderful family member, but also co-owner and manager. So Katie Wakefield uh, has been part of my life for about nine years. She was the first hire after I worked for my parents for about a year. And her social grace, her energy, her enthusiasm for bringing uh, new people in. She's just so good at making you feel like you're part of. Mm. And that is such a, it's such a wonderful gift and talent of hers. And uh, so, so, you know, I, I just think that her social energy and the way that she puts herself out there to clients and to agents is a total inspiration to mm-hmm. our other agents. So one of the things I'd love to talk about, yeah. uh, and you're in a little bit different position than my other friends in the business, is you are a very productive agent. Now you own a brokerage and you're also a wife and a mother. So that's a lot to balance. Can we spend time just talking about absolutely how you do that? So take it where you want. Yeah. 
I balance is such a crazy word. It's something that is so important to me, but also can sometimes feel so impossible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming back to that being the ultimate goal, that this is not as cliche as this sounds. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is not practice. This mm. is it. And making the best life that we can and having our priorities in line with what our personal value set is, is really what guides my decisions on a daily basis. I work so hard for, you know, our clients and uh, want to lead the brokerage in, you know, the best possible way. And and as I said before, uh, are always, I do my very best to always be there for um, the agents that, that work with us. Um, I'm a very much a night owl. So, you know, our agents know that at 1130, they can text me and I'll call them immediately. I'm sitting in front of my computer. That's like my, my time, you know. So being up at that hour, does that allow you to have dinner with the kids? Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, you know, I try to be home by, you know, 315 every day so that I can, my dad picks up my kids from school and nice. uh, brings them to me. And, uh, you know, then we have sports four or five nights a week and games and all those other things. And then I'm usually able to put my kids to bed. And then there are lots of work tasks that are waiting for me after they're asleep. And I feel so fortunate and and lucky to have the flexibility in my schedule to be able to be who my kids want to see when they get home from school. Of course, there's sometimes when I'm not there, but that's really important to me. It's it's high priority to me and I do my best to to be there for them. But yeah, so usually, you know, after they're going to bed, I, my husband and I hang out and and yeah, there's I kind of like the quietness of the house after everybody's asleep and can focus on non-time sensitive tasks. But to go back to your question about balance, you know, it's a daily struggle and some days I feel like I super rocked it. And other days I feel like, man, I, mm. tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. And, you know, it's a gift that each day is 24 hours. Sometimes I feel like I need another like six or eight mm. just to like finish what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read once that the way a day is structured, 24 hours, the increment of that is is purposeful. The idea being that that's as much as we can do. And mm. a new day is a, is a new opportunity, a new gift. And um, I really try to live my life with that outlook. How do you recharge? Because most working moms end up putting themselves last. Yeah, right, right. right. So I'd say most moms in general. You right, know? true. Um, good, good point. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, I like to exercise. I like to, what else do I like to do? Do you get do? that in Yeah, regularly? yeah, I try to, okay. yep. I'm in the thick of, we just had a baby this year, so I'm still navigating. I have an eight-year-old, an almost five-year-old, and a nine-month-old. And so they're all at very different stages. It's awesome to have the two older ones in school so that it feels different than having three small kids at home. It's definitely much more manageable. And I also feel like I have two little my, my son, uh, who's nine months old, has two little sister mommies who mm. are very helpful to me all the time. Um, but how do I recharge? I mean, I think um, I try, I would say that with real estate being so cyclical, there are times of year where I feel, and this is me being super honest, I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, we're, we as agents, as people, whether you're a parent or not, are just spread thinner. Mm-hmm. And then there's times of year where we just have a, a slower pace and filling that that is, I'd say when I recharge is this time of year. Yeah. Um, 
My husband is from Ecuador, and we travel there typically twice a year to visit family. And that's also a time and a place where I just feel really removed from the day-to-day. And that feels great. I usually Mm -hmm. come back feeling very refreshed and recharged and also ready to be back in Wisconsin. (laughs) Right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think part of balance is finding time for yourself. Part of balance is delegating, right? Yes. Part of balance is not riding the emotional roller coaster of the business. Mm -hmm. Are you able to get off that roller coaster of kind of wins and losses and we got it and we didn't? Yes. I would say that that comes with experience. You know, Mm -hmm. this is my 10th year selling real estate. And I was just talking to one of our newer agents the other day about it, that it took me several cycles, several years to really accept the ebb and flow of what this business is and be able to embrace the downtime to be able to hone my craft Mm -hmm. and make improvements to what I'm doing, up my social media game, all these other things, but also be a human mm-hmm. and live my life and um, enjoy things that in March and April and May are very hard to find time to do. And as I said before, it took a long time to embrace that cycle and accept it um, and not see it as feeling like you know I'm not producing. Or So I think it comes with experience, but being able to separate the emotional element of this business from you know, what our role in a transaction is. And I have my master's degree in psychology Mm. and, uh, you know, mental health for me is a major passion, although it's not something that I work in, although one might argue, we kind of do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we all are charged with needing to recognize when we aren't fulfilling enough about ourselves or, or, or caring for ourselves to, be able to be the best at, in our life and, and do our, and be our best for the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there are signs where you're, you feel like, all right, I need to, you know, get more sleep or I need to take care of myself in this way better so that I can be the best real estate broker, the best mother, the best wife, all those things, mm-hmm. the best person to myself. Right. Glad you brought up sleep because <laughs> people are just starting to come back to that and realize the importance of, of that and not just, we're a society that sleeps less and less, right. but we're... But we need it. We do. Yeah. I also, um, a couple of years ago, attended, it was a panel of women, real estate agents speaking. Uh, I think it was pre-COVID, which feels like a hundred years ago, <laughs> but it was probably only like two or three years ago. And I remember someone on the panel saying, you can have it all if you don't try to do it all. Right. And I have gone back to that moment of hearing those words. And I think when I heard them, I, I remember feeling emotional. I remember tearing up at that time. At that time, I had two little kids. And I think delegation is um, so key in in the balance discussion of trying to delegate tasks for us to able to be present and be our best selves. And uh, as I said before, live our best life because you just don't know how many more days you get. Right. Something my dad has often said to us is enjoy every sandwich. You don't know mm-hmm. how many you're going to have. <laughs> and I, I, um, you know, spoken I, like a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that, that he is. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I just, I try to lead my life with that in mind. And, you know, there are days where, as I said before, you wish you could um, maybe do a few parts over, but it's just, it's part of life. We're humans. We make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Just how it goes. So we're headed into a 
totally different environment, right? I just read a variety of articles earlier this week. Moody's, Fitch's, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, they all predict that prices are going to drop 5 to 15%. So let's call it 10%. And most of the industry watchers are saying our transactions are going to be off by about a third. Well, if you do the math, if you take $100 and suddenly it's worth $90 because the price went down, and then you lose a third of the transactions, that's $60. So if we don't act differently, we're going to be doing 60% of the business that we were in the prior years. You're a dominant player. You've weathered some tough times. How are you preparing yourself and other agents in your brokerage as we enter these kind of choppy waters? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. What we're trying to do is have very real, authentic conversation with our agents about you know, preparing for perhaps what's to come. None of us really know. Mm-hmm. Trying to find, you know, words and examples and past, draw on past experiences and past markets to help both buyers and sellers feel comfortable with, you know, what their future may look like in real estate. If somebody has an unexpected move or a death in the family or a divorce or something that maybe they weren't expecting to have to navigate how we're going to help in those instances. I think that there's definitely an element of sticker shock right now with Mm -hmm. interest rates, you know, um, looking at when when a buyer, you know, has been looking over the last year or the last nine months and feels like is sort of that, that, that looking in the windshield syndrome or, or phenomenon of looking back instead of really looking forward. I think that that can be a slippery slope of regret. But I also think that us being experts in in this in this marketplace and in this industry, you know, having the words to explain to people that there are new and different lending products out there for buyers and being equipped to be able to talk about that or direct buyers or sellers to to the appropriate lenders or experts in those areas. I think back to as I said before, I've been doing this for 10 years and since 2012 we've weathered various different markets and from January to May in those 10 years, we still saw the most frenzied, excited buyer pool within that time frame. And so, you know, I, I think it's very possible that that we will see a version of that. Mm-hmm. But preparing agents and buyers and sellers that, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what's to come. But also, you know, that they are in wonderful, trustworthy hands is right. what we're we're trying to help our agents find the words to be able to express to our to our prospects. And I'm a firm believer that in times of uncertainty, there's a flight to safety. Mm-hmm. And whereas over the last couple of years where everything was selling, you could take a risk with somebody that was new mm-hmm. or wasn't maybe with a great organization. But now that we're going to have maybe a shortage of buyers and sellers for a while, it's more important than ever that you work with a firefly or you know somebody that has been through it, that's knowledgeable, that has right. some horsepower. Right. Sort of this follow the leader mentality of you find the helpers, you find the leaders in times of trouble. And I think that that's how I identify, uh, that's how I identify us as a brokerage and, and real estate agents in general. You know, I don't see 
uh, when I when I think about what I do for a living or what um, real estate agents are or who they are, of course, this is a sales industry, but it doesn't feel like sales. Mm-hmm. It feels like we are helpers, we are facilitators, we are negotiators, we are advisors. And I I think that, you know, we're like the quarterback of um, a real estate transaction. And, you know, real estate is such a time in so many people's lives that there is tumultuous situations happening behind the scenes, whether it's a life change or a, a family who's juggling a ton or life lost or the end of a relationship. There's just so much to this time of transition for people. And mm-hmm. what an honor for us to be able to facilitate that and be part of that and be the steady hand and be the trustworthy advisor for people when there are times of uncertainty or trouble. I, I just take so much pride in that for us. Yeah. And I also feel one of the things that that I have taken from my own parents and also from other leaders in, in real estate in general is the importance of what we do, not discounting that or Real estate agents have a really important job. And as I said before, you know, I, I just don't identify it as a typical sales position. I, I see it as somebody who who is really navigating a really important time frame for people. And we have can have so many transactions going on at once and can have so many things going on at once. But I think one of the best compliments I've ever received from a client is when they said, Katie made me feel like I was the only thing that mattered or like I was their, her only client, Mm -hmm. what better words and what better experience for somebody to, to feel that's something that my dad always would say is, you know, you might have 10 transactions going at once, but your client has one and recognizing that you are the North star in that one very major thing in their life should just make real estate agents feel very proud of what they do. And I I want our agents to feel that way. You know, I love that you talk about it not really being a sales business. I mean, we've all experienced you go in somewhere, maybe you're working with a buyer and there's a listing agent there and the listing agent's just trying to sell. And I feel like saying, dude, you can't talk somebody into a house, but you're about to talk them out of it, right? Like our job is not to sell somebody a house. Our job is to find them a house. And then when they find something that they love, to be analytical, to be a sounding board, to be really precise about getting them through the process, but not to sell them anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I totally agree. I feel like I remember, and this just goes back to kind of how the industry has changed. I remember um, working as a receptionist at Shore West when my parents, this is in, when I was in high school and I was 16 years old, my parents um were both agents there. And I would, you know, see my mom walk in the office with a stack of like, 15 manila folders that were so big and papers everywhere. And, you know, I look back at that time and feel like real estate agents were guardians of information, Mm -hmm. you know. Gatekeepers. Yeah. And that is just really has nothing to do with what we do today. Right. And um, we are doing something so different. We're providing such a different service to our buyers and sellers and and how to make that experience as positive and as beneficial and successful for our clients is 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 what we do. And we do that so differently than we used to, you know? So one last question, and then I have an admission. (laughs) Okay. So where do the three of you see Firefly going? Like, what does the next couple of years look like? What is the stamp that you're going to put on it? You know, community involvement is a really big part of, is one of the pillars that Firefly is built on. 
and we pride ourselves in giving back to the community, supporting community uh, events, new businesses in Wauwatosa, um, you know, just really creating an inclusive environment for the community where our business is located. About 50% of our business is outside of Wauwatosa. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we work in a lot of, as you said at the beginning, adjoining communities, but, you know, our roots are here and um, all three of us grew up here mm -hmm. and uh, we just see a lot of value in for sellers and for buyers in the development and continued desirability of this community. And I think that there's just something to be said about many communities in southeastern Wisconsin and them being a place where people want to live, where people want to put roots down and, you know, raise a family or retire and, you know, downsize because of the walkability of different communities around here. You know, Shorewood, Whitefish Bay, Wauwatosa, so many areas just have such great things to offer. And, and, and I, I just see us continuing to support those ventures and, and those events and that element of community. Great. I mean, so well put, well said. Thank you. All right. I'm going to make an admission. So early on in our discussion, I said that I had lunch with your dad. I'm a very easy cry. I'm going to try not to cry. I'm a dad. <laughs> and so much comes from my fatherhood. But I said that I had lunch with your dad and he was beaming and proud that you and Kyle and Katie were taking over the business. I was wrong. He's proud of you and Kyle. And not that you're taking it over, but just everything that you three embody. So nice. And uh, I like to admit when I'm wrong. And... <laughs> You know, you prove that you can run a business with passion and heart and kindness and generosity. And Firefly couldn't be in better hands. Oh, it's nice. And your future's brighter than ever. And I really believe that as we enter what will be a short-term, tougher time, mm -hmm. there's no better place to be. I mean, you, you have a great group of people Thank you. And, and they have great leaders. Thank you for saying that. You know, part of what I feel makes Firefly a really special place to be is that the mentorship and collaboration that we see between the agents that we've hired over the years and how we support each other, pull each other through hard times, have each other's back, you know, share our successes and our challenges, you know, that honest business practice of wanting to help each other and build each other up is something that is so special. And I feel when we sit, you know, at our sales meetings and we talk about lots of different strategies and, and what's happening in the market and, you know, fair housing and all these other really important topics, we just feel that we've created a table um, that's a really special place to be. And every time I get up from that table, I learn something from you know, our veteran agents and new agents and, and the way that agents think about things. And, you know, there's just so much to be said about having a humble outlook and um, being open to the newness and the development of where real estate is going. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate you, what you said. That was were very kind words. You know, as I said before, getting to work alongside uh, my parents for, you know, the nine and a half years that I did. And I know Kyle would agree has been just a privilege and has felt like extra credit. And um, I will continue living my life feeling like that was such a gift for me, mm -hmm. the glory days, you know. Well, 
hopefully I'm around long enough to talk to your kids one day and they can glow about <laughs> well, that's nice. you handing the reins over to I them. Sure hope they, I sure hope they like me like I like my parents. <laughs> I'm working real hard at that. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for yes. doing this. Thanks for yes, coming in. Thank you for having me. Now I can see why everybody glows when they talk about you. <laughs> and this you was so fun. Much. For me personally, this was really great. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me on. So I'd like to give a shout out to Podcast Town Studios, our producer. No sleep for creating the music. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you believe that you or someone you know would be an ideal guest and would talk about not what they've done, but really who they are, why don't you reach out to me? I'm the easiest guy in the world to get a hold of. Thank you.